Welcome to the Public Health Networker, the official podcast of the Public Health Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dr. April Moreno. Join us as we speak to public health professionals around the country and around the world in global, community, and environmental health topics. Join us also as we speak to podcasters in this field of public health. To learn more about us, visit publichealthpodcasters.com. And in the meantime, enjoy the episode. Have you been thinking about pursuing a graduate degree in public health or related degrees? If you're interested in learning more, visit our free online grad school fair on September 17th at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. We will be speaking about strategies for success, applying for grad school, doing great research during grad school, and preparing for your ideal career during and after grad school. We'll also be hosting virtual booths with great universities such as Columbia University, Rutgers, City University of New York, Cal State, San Marcos, San Diego State, and more. Visit our website at publichealthpodcasters.com slash gradschoolfair2022 to learn more. We are speaking with Enshin Dong. He is a PhD candidate at Johns Hopkins University. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you. This is my pleasure to be here. Yeah, really glad to connect with you today and to talk about some of the great technology that's going on at your university, especially as it relates to kind of COVID technology. Mm -hmm. And so tell us a little bit more about you and your research. Oh, great. So uh, my name is Enxion Dong, and uh, this is my third year at Hopkins. And I'm so glad to start the COVID dashboard with my advisor, Dr. Lauren Garner. Actually, we started this project right after uh, my first semester. And uh, my advisor and I, we had a conversation on what to do for the next semester and what to do for my thesis. And we decided to collect data at the very granular level so that we can share the data to the whole world. And also the data is collected by the researcher. It's a you know, scientific way, much more uh, standardized way. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So tell us more about the dashboard. Is this the one that we've been seeing? Yes, it on is. On the news? <laughs> yes. Yeah, this Every is amazing. Day. Yeah. Tell us more about some of the features of the dashboard that you've been working on. Mm-hmm. And tell us more about um, that process of getting the data. Sure. Uh, so the, the features the dashboard has is always evolving. Uh, but prim- uh, primarily, we have the, uh, the cases, global cases, global death, and also the cases and deaths in the past 28 days. And also, we have the hospitalization data uh, and the recovery data in, in the first uh, early stage of the pandemic. And we also have the vaccination data. Uh, and all the data is collected at the county level in the U.S. And then uh, for many other countries in Europe and Australia, we collect the data at the province or the state level. And for the rest of the world, we are collecting at the country level. So we have about 3,500 locations in the world, and we're updating the data uh, every half an hour. So you, yeah, even though whenever you open our dashboard, you will you will have a fresh look of the data. Okay, so you're updating the data every half an hour. Yes, we are doing that every half an hour. What is the process of collecting that data? So collecting the data data is not a very it's not an easy way. Initially, all the data collection is manually, and I collect the data by myself. Uh, we are reaching out to the local health department and um, official website, and to make sure the data is reliable and trustworthy. And then we clean the data into a nice format like the CSV data, 
uh, and then we publish into the ArcGIS uh, platform and also share the data in GitHub with the global user. So this is a very early stage of collecting data, but right now we are doing everything automatically, uh, which means uh, we are having the data reaching out to the local department website and script the data there directly and uh, make that one into a beautiful table. And then uh, we have a very crucial uh, component of the whole process, which is the uh, anomaly detection. So why we need that one? Uh, because sometimes uh, the data might run because of the manual input mistake or when the data is piping from the data source to our end user. So we are detecting if there any error might happen. And if that happens, the system will let us know directly. And then after this data cleanup, we will push the data to the end users, either through the ArcGIS desktop, uh, ArcGIS dashboard, and also um, the GitHub repo. So how frequently do you actually pull the data together and, and report um, on it. I, I will say that for the, for the dashboard, for the internal system, it's every half an hour. For the dashboard itself, we will refresh the data every every hour. Uh, and uh, for the GitHub repo, we publish the data every 24 hours. Um, but there is some interesting thing is, what is the day? What is 24 hours? Do you see a 24 hour is the US time or do you see the 24 hour is in European time? So that gives us um, um, some, some trouble. Like if I, if I say uh, 24 hour a day will be at the end of the US Eastern time, um, 12 a.m., but how about the Western Coast? And how about Hawaii, Alaska, California? Those days haven't started to report their daily case yet. Yeah. So we have to manually adjust that time a little forward, uh, which means it's around uh, 4 a.m. Eastern Coast time. So that's our current uh, wrap up time in the, the that's also one we report to the GitHub. Okay, I see. Wow. Okay, so tell us more about, you know, how did you get started in this study? How did you get interested in actually capturing the COVID dashboard? Uh, because I'm originally come from China, so I have my friends and families, relatives, they live in China. I do care about their health and the wellness. So I started to check the news every day, but I found uh, there is no tool can show where, uh, where, where, how many cases in each location. I think, why don't I do that by myself? And so because of that thoughts, I started to collect the data. And also I talked with my advisor and she proposed that I create a dashboard. I said, yes, that, that's something I want to do. So that's how we started the whole, whole project. Wow, thank you. And so is the data still being shown regularly? I know on the news during, you know, the first two year or two of the pandemic, that we were seeing a lot of the data reported on the news, right? Um, is that still being reported in the same uh, frequency, the same time, same amount of uh, information that's being shared? Yeah, that's a very good question. Actually, the data sharing frequency is all the same, even though in the public news outlets, not too many focus on the COVID recently, but we are still reporting daily because this is not only for us, it's not only for the public, it's also for the scientific work, it's also for my personal thesis. So I'm, we are still tracking that. What are some of the trends that you're seeing on the COVID dashboard? Are we really like in a phase, is it like a phase four, phase five right now that we're seeing? Um, are you seeing the BA5 stuff that's already going on? What, what kinds of new trends? Anything um, recent that's standing out in the data tracker? 
Yeah, that's another very good question. Actually, if you take a look at the curve, you can see the trend is going up compared with one year ago. It's almost the same same level. Uh, but because we do have a peak uh, last winter, not too many pay attention to the current peak because they are thinking this is going down, it's decreasing all the time. But actually, it's not. It's because of the virus you just mentioned. But on the other hand, we do see uh, the the death case on there aren't too many compared with the case, which means the case fatality ratio is no longer very high. So this may help the government to make the new health public health policy. Uh, and I may also suggest that there is another website called GS8. They do have more information about the variants and also how many percentage of the new cases that belongs to which variants. It's called the GIS8? Eight. Yes. Number 8? On um, uh, AID. Okay, GIS AID. Okay. Okay, so what can you tell us about GIS-8? Um, yeah, so I think the GIS-8 website is maintained by the biologist or the medical uh, society, and they are using the test, test data to, to update the variants, like the percentage of the new cases are belongs to which variants. These are the information they provide. They also have the uh, genomic trees of the lin lineage. lineage of the COVID. You know what? Do you enjoy most about working on this dashboard? You know, how long do you plan to work with it? Uh, um, and you know, how how much does this matter? How important to you is this dashboard? First, I would say the dashboard is my life, especially during my PhD period. It will be my fundamental data for my thesis, and and I also very enjoy working uh, with the team. Uh, initially, it's only my advisor and I two-person team and then we have many co collaboration uh, from other uh, other departments or other teams like the Hopkins Applied Physics Lab, the Hopkins Library and also Esri Company. They reach out to us after the, the first month of the dashboard and uh, they are still providing us uh, lots of professional help, especially on the how to set up the server and how to maintain the GS platform. You know, what else should people be looking for from the dashboard? What if someone um, just saw it for the first time, what kind of information you know, is remarkable from the dashboard? What are we looking at? We're looking at national data, we're looking at countywide data, we're mm -hmm. looking at, are we looking at death, co uh, new cases, we're looking at, uh, are we also looking at hospitals? How is it different, for example, from like the CDC's community transmission or mm -hmm. hospital admissions report? Oh, that's a very good question. So the data we collected are mainly focused on the cases and death, and those cases and deaths are reported cases and death, which means we do not reach out to the, each hospital and asking them, do you have any probable case? Can you update to us? No, we are not doing that kind of stuff. And also there is a, some site news, CDC cases and deaths at the county level data is also uh, from us, even though they are not reported in their website, but actually it's directly from us. Um, and also the yeah, and also the dashboard. Maybe for different audience, you can have a different concentration for the general public. Maybe you are more care about the cases and that, and for the uh, public health practitioners, and maybe you can focus on the case fatality ratio or other epidemiological features like the curve. Uh, and at the same time, we publish all the raw data in our GitHub repo, so any scientist they can. Reach, uh, they can go back and find what's going on in the history. His and even even we have a data update, like data modification, we will have every single modification recorded uh, in our GitHub, which have a 
which give us a very good sense what happened in the in the in the past and why we made this data modification. Mm-hmm. Who has access to the GitHub? Is it available to university researchers? Is it available to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the GitHub repo, you can in, you can find the GitHub repo link by searching.、Uh, Johns Hopkins COVID nineteen GitHub, or you can go to the dashboard in the terms of the use tab. You can have the you can see the link of our GitHub, and also we update the terms of use, which means everyone, no matter your business or profit or non profit, you are welcome to use our data and even make any change for your own need. Well, that's really amazing. I'm really grateful for the work that you're doing. Thank you so much. Tell us about your dissertation. What's it going to cover? So, my dissertation. I'm thinking maybe there will be at least three, three parts of my thesis. First is how we collect the data, how we maintain the COVID nineteen dashboard. The second part is how we use、uh, this COVID nineteen. Dashboard data、uh, to serve the whole world, and third part will be some further analysis、uh, combined with the vaccination data, like what kind of people prefer to take the vaccination and what kind of people they do not like to take the vaccination. So we have some、uh, public health analysis on that. Thank you again for joining us for this episode. Yeah, thank you, April. Thank you for having me. We do have a website which is called Systems.、Uh, there is an S Systems dot. Jhu.edu. That's our website. You can also search、uh, Johns Hopkins Coronavirus Dashboard. The first one will be our website too. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And again, to learn more about us, visit publichealthpodcasters.com. Get your podcast listed on our public health directory. You can also become a member and develop your public health career journey with us, networking with other peers in the public health space. Visit us at publichealthpodcasters.com.